Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are talking about all of the events from Thursday, June 3rd of 2021. Um, I'm going to be real honest, you guys, and say my heart is like 40% in this podcast episode today. Um, that will change as soon as I get talking more, but it's just a really dark, dreary, rainy day for like the second day in a row. And I'm very over the rain. Um, And I don't know, just a ton of different things. Also, I think I've talked about this. I'm a Grey's Anatomy fan. Um, I've literally watched this show since I was in middle school. Um, And I've, I mean, I've watched every season. Like, I started, I think. I started in season two is when I discovered it, but I have now, of course, seen season one. Um, But anyway, so that's like a thing in tonight's the season finale. Um, So that's like a thing that I have to watch. And it's in a, well, Grey's Anatomy is in a couple of hours, but the other show that I watch that's on right before Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, is on in like an hour. Um, So very big deal. Very exciting. Also, both of my pets have decided they are hungry at the moment, so we're dealing with that. Um, It's a lot going on, and I'm just, like, half into today. Um, I just don't feel super great. I think it's, I don't know what's going on. The weather sucks. I don't feel great. All of the things. Um, So we're just going to jump in. I know my energy will pep up. I'm not sure um, how much, but it'll pep up at least a little Um, So we are going to jump in and start with the Belgian royal family. just a couple things going on today in Belgium, um, none of which shared a lot of detail, but some. Um, so, and then there was like an exciting kind of sort of announcement made. Um, so today King Philippe held an audience with the chairman of the Christian Democratic Party. So this is another political party in Belgium. Um, I don't quite know how many Belgian political parties there are. I think it's between six to ten. Um, but that may be a little wrong. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and so they, it is pretty normal for the king to meet with parties of, um, whether they're opposition parties or even leadership parties, um, to have meetings occasionally and also, um, leadership roles. So I don't know if political parties are like changing leadership because sometimes that'll happen too, of course. Um, So I'm not entirely sure, but that was his first event. Um, And then he also held held an audience with the president of Tunisia, who is on an official visit to Belgium. Um, Again, this is pretty normal, a customary greeting. 
um, while you're in the country with the king, um, which is also going to happen in about 12 days. Um, President Joe Biden of the United States of America, also known as my country, um, will be meeting with King Philippe on June 5th, on June 15th, on June 15th. Yes, there were a couple of announcements made today with President Biden. Um, so he will be meeting with at least King Philippe on the 15th. Um, he will be visiting NATO or I think NATO or maybe the EU, probably NATO makes more sense, um, which is based in Brussels or, um, at least some of it is, there is a headquarters in Brussels. Um, and so it'll be what I believe will be Joe Biden's first international trip. Um, I pay pretty close attention to American politics and I'm pretty sure he hasn't gone anywhere. Um, so this will more than likely be his first international trip, although it is preceded by a trip to the G7 summit which we'll actually talk about in just a second. Um, so it is unclear if Queen Matilda and First Lady Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, will be included in this meeting or if it'll be something like what happened today. I don't know, but I'm very excited about it. Um, this is, this played very little deciding factor in like my primary vote or anything like that. Um, but when I was thinking about this podcast and who I wanted to be the Democratic nominee for president and hopefully, of course, then president last year, um, you know, it was always I thought about like, who would I like to see meeting kings and queens of all the countries I talk about? Um, and Joe Biden was up there. He wasn't my first choice, but that's okay. That is where we're at. Trust me, I am fine with it. Um, for the most part, I have problems with my government, much like every other person in the world has problems with theirs, but it is much better than what we were living in before. These are normal problems. I will take them. So, um, that was a very exciting announcement. Um, and also making an announcement today is the UK. So let's go over and talk about the British Royal Family's events today. I don't get to make a lot of seamless transitions like I just did there, and I'm very excited about the one I just did. Like, very excited. I'm thrilled by it. Um, so, speaking of President Joe Biden, um, it was also announced today by the Queen's household, by the um, British royal family, like, people, that... Um, President Joe Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden will meet with Queen Elizabeth on June 13th. Um, I believe this is after the G7 summit. Um, I think. I'm not entirely sure what the dates of the G7 are. So, um... Yeah, okay, so it's June 11th to June 13th. So um, Joe Biden will be in the UK from those days and then we'll go to Windsor to have a meeting with Queen Elizabeth. I 
between the two announcements, so these are the first things I saw this morning because I have no boundaries in my work-life balance, and the first thing I do is check Royal Twitter. Um, and so I saw that announcement, those announcements made today, and I lost my mind. I was so excited. I still am very excited about this. Um, cause it's like a big deal. Um, for me as like a person who follows American politics very closely and obviously follow, um, the Royal families very closely. This was an exciting thing just to have in general. Um, I'm thrilled. So that is, um, the first announcement. And then also today, um, Queen Elizabeth continued with her virtual ceremonies for um, ambassadors, and she received the credentials virtually from the new ambassadors to the Court of St. James from El Salvador and Indonesia. Um, so that is what was happening publicly. And honestly, I'm just out of things to say about the virtual ceremony. She's doing two at a time, and like we're getting two or three a week. I genuinely am out of things to say about it at this point. Um, I still love the event, but I'm like, I'm ready to see Queen Elizabeth in person. And look, I know we're still in the midst of a pandemic and that we need to be cautious, but like she's vaccinated. I'm just ready. I'm also fully aware that <laughs> less than two months ago, her husband died. So like, I am very much aware of all of these things, but I am like, Today is a day where I'm genuinely just ready for normalcy again. Like, I'm ready. Um, and we're just not getting it. And it's making me so sad some days. So, um, I am also going to check the court circular. Um, I am doing this kind of early, so I'm not actually sure if the court circular is up yet. It's past midnight in the UK, but it doesn't always work that way. Um, okay, so we do have a court circular, um... Those are the events that we have already talked about at the, at Windsor. Um, and then, let's see, in Clarence House today, the Duchess of Cornwall held a meeting with the head of National Services of Age UK um, in her role as patron of the Silver Line. So that's the only information I expect. Maybe that'll have some clarifying details in the next few days, um, but it may not because it doesn't seem like it's... Not that it's not important, but, like, a huge event. Um, so, that is what was going on in the UK. Um, and now, we are going to go ahead and move on to the Danish royal family. Denmark, there was one event today, but it's actually, like, a pretty substantially important event. Um, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was really hoping this would be kind of a semi-gala state dinner feel kind of thing. Not, like, full gala, but, like, black tie cocktail dresses, and it just very much was not, which is so disappointing. Um, look, again, I say, I know we're living in a pandemic, but can we please have some normalcy back in these events. Like, please, it is time. 
It may not be, okay? But it feels like it's time. Um, so anyway, today Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary hosted a dinner um, to mark the 100th anniversary of diplomatic relations between Denmark and um, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, which are Baltic countries. Um, so foreign ministers of each of the four countries, including Denmark, were present, um, which is awesome. And um, it was also celebrating the 40th, 30th, 30th, sorry, had to think about this, the 30th anniversary of um, those countries' separation from the Soviet Union in 1991. Um, so it was like a double anniversary kind of celebration um, for those who maybe aren't as familiar. And honestly, I'm not super familiar with this um, just because it happened right before I was born. Um, but when the Soviet Union, like, was dissolving, obviously there are a ton of countries that came out of that. Um, and these three Baltic countries are a few of them. There are more Baltic countries and also um, countries that left the Soviet Union or were no longer part of the Soviet Union, obviously. Um, so that has been um, a big deal for years. And it kind of like defined the 90s. Like that was a big deal in the 90s. Um, because I was born, I was born in 93, so, like, I have some memory of talking about, they're like, not talking about this. I was not talking about foreign policy when I was seven or younger. Um, that is not what happened, but I was talking about, um, or I was hearing conversations or seeing things on the news and stuff like that, um, that I have some vague recollection of. But, obviously, um, diplomatic relations with these countries is extremely important, especially after the dissolvement, is that a word? I'm going with it, dissolvement of the Soviet Union. Um, like I said, disappointed it wasn't, um, like gala or even cocktail dresses. It was very much a casual, like, dinner, which is fine. Like, again, I say... <laughs> I'm very understanding of why things are happening the way they are, but that doesn't mean I don't want something different is what where I'm at. Um, so that's the whole thing. So that is what was going on in Denmark today. Um, and so now we are going to jump over to the Dutch royal family. there is a lot to talk about in the Netherlands. Um, so there was an event yesterday, which I did see on the schedule when I was, um, checking it while I was actually recording. I saw this, um, but I didn't want to talk about it in hopes that maybe they would share some pictures. Look, with some countries, I'm very forgiving of sharing things the next day. With others, I'm like, no, you do this way too much. Please stop. Um, 
So last night, King Willem Alexander, Queen Maxima, as well as Princess Beatrix hosted a symposium at, I believe, the Royal Palace of the Netherlands. I don't know the palaces in the Netherlands. Like, I don't know where they are, what their names are. Um, I don't know why. That's something that I might research a little bit more over the summer. Um, because I just genuinely don't know. Um, wow, I just got a really good idea. Okay, um, so anyway, um, moving on. You will hear more about that idea later. Um, so they hosted this symposium to discuss the COVID pandemic um, on a lot of different factors of the country. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, so they shared more about that today. Um, and then today, King Willem Alexander had a digital working visit to the Royal Netherlands Academy of the Arts and Sciences to discuss the impact that COVID has had on sci the scientific research field. So this is both good and bad, right? Um, so scientific research that is not related to COVID basically paused for like over a year um, in that the whole world and especially the science community really needed to focus on COVID. Like, of course they did. That makes perfect sense. Um, however... That was a hard thing for researchers to just pause their research. Um, and then there was also, at the same time, wonderful new creations that came out of COVID research um, and things. So the um, invention kind of pointed to in the write-up that the Dutch Royal House gave out was about um, like the robot processing COVID test processor that can do like 20,000 tests or something at once um, and determine whether they're positive or negative, which gives me as a person who was tested and I was negative and I am thoroughly convinced that I should not have tested negative, um, like had all the symptoms, was very sick for days, um, really do not think I should have tested negative. Like, gives me a little bit of pause because <laughs> my test was rapidly decided by, like, this robot thing. I don't know. Again, if my test was negative, my test was negative. I'm fully aware of this. Um, but, like, I just still don't trust it. <laughs> but it is a great scientific feat. Um, it's just, you know, things were being rapidly developed and it was crazy. So, um... That was Willem Alexander's focus for the day. And then Queen Maxima had two different engagements that are completely unrelated for the other from the other, but we're going with a combined kind of thing. Um, so first she visited a dairy farm in like the countryside part of the Netherlands um, that focused on debt problems in the country side. So in the small farms and um, the less well-off communities. Um, you know, much like here, there is a staggering debt problem in the Netherlands, but the Dutch government has decided to like take this on, whereas the American government is like, yes, please have debt, we get more money that way. Um, 
it's just a fundamental thing. But, um, Queen Maxima is part of this, like, program focusing on relieving debt and teaching strategy and financial strategies for relieving consumer debt and also, like, business debt and country debt in, in general. Um, it's really cool. So she first visited the dairy farm, but then she also later on opened a new business park in the country, um, that is going to be like 100% carbon neutral, um, and is like a green environmental thing, um, which is really important. And so she was able to tour the business park and the different um, businesses situated inside of it, um, as well as planting a tree. So I love the idea of planting trees. However, I feel like this week is getting really, like the past couple weeks, and it's spring, so like maybe it's the right time to plant a tree. I genuinely know nothing about planting trees. Um, but it feels like this week and last week are just very intense planting weeks. Um, so I think this is the only one we've had so far this week, but there are like more to come, um, throughout, although technically I guess I won't talk about them until next week, but still, um, it's just like a really interesting, like, why are we planting so many trees? I know why we're planting so many trees. Trees are good for the world. Um, I have no problems with planting trees. It's just a really funny thing that we like expect royals to plant trees. Um, they're royals. They live in palaces. They have no agricultural skills. <laughs> it's it's funny to me, and I I love the idea behind it. I really do. Like trees are much more sustainable than plaques and stuff like that. Like fully on board. Um, but it's just really interesting. So anyway, that is what was going on today and a little bit of yesterday in the Dutch royal family. So now let's go ahead and move on to the Norwegian royal family. It is pouring down rain where I live. Pouring. Um, I'm trying to decide if there's, like, a storm impending, because that could affect some things. Um, but anyway, I don't know if you can hear it. You, you'll definitely be able to hear it if there's thunder or lightning. Um, but if you can, I'm really sorry. I'm inside a room. Like, I'm not, I don't have my windows open. I'm not next to the walls. I don't have a ceiling. I live in an apartment. Like, I have a ceiling, but I don't have, like, a roof right above me. Um, I just have another apartment, so I, I don't know. Um, I just don't know if you can hear or not. But anyway, um, today in Norway, there were several different events. Um, we're going to start with King Harald and Queen Sonia. So today they had a meeting with the foreign minister. Um, Crown Prince Akun was not present at this one. He is present for most of them, um, but he had an event somewhere else. So he was not present at this meeting with the foreign minister. But this happens, I think, every Thursday um, ahead of the Council of State that's held on Friday. 
um, just so that King Harald and usually Crown Prince Akun and Queen Sonia can have a good idea of what's going on um, with Norway's foreign policy um, and diplomatic relations and things like that. Um, and then also today they had a meeting, so King Harald and Queen Sonia held a meeting with survivors of the um, terrorist attack on July 22nd, 2011. Um, again, I don't want to talk a whole lot about this because it does seem like they're gearing up for a really big um, event on that day. Um, and so I do want to give that the the full attention it deserves and not have like spurts of talking about it every couple of days. Um, and I want to do like really solid research on it and have a good idea of what happened. Um, I know what happened, but like, I want to have a good solidified idea, um, and a way to talk about it. So all of that is forthcoming, um, in July. Um, so anyway, we are now going to move on to Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Matmorit. So they opened a memorial um, dedicated to Hans Nilsson, um, I'm going to say Haig, who was a, a, a minister, a pastor, a preacher, um, who had these, at the time, really bold ideas of equality and so is one of the masterminds of what is now um a fair and equal and just nor norway um so when i think of norway i think of their equality and like how very open they are to everybody um from literally the top down like king harald is of all the kings and queens of his generation by far one of the most liberal um in terms of like not his politics, but, like, the way he talks and the way he, um, believes in his country and things like that. So, like, that is, of course, really important, um, that he doesn't believe himself to be a king of just white Norwegian straight men. Um, he believes in equality for everyone. And so I think that's really crucial. And like, that's how all of I, that's how I see all of Norway, you know, they punch above their class in terms of accepting refugees and making the world cleaner and greener. Um, you know, they, I think have already eliminated the purchase of fuel, like gasoline fueled cars. Um, and you only have a couple more years in Norway to get rid of your gasoline owned cars. So in five years, all of Norway will be driving electric cars. Like, all of them. Um, and just things like that. So, the Hans Nielsen Haig was, um, I believe he was born 250 years ago, but he had this radical idea that everyone be treated equal, wealthy or poor, um, man or woman, you know, any of it. Like, Everyone gets equal treatment. What a radical idea, especially 200 and some years ago. Um, so that was a really cool event. I also just love how much we're seeing Metamarit. Um, so I've talked about this. It isn't usual that she has this many events. Um, take that as you will. Um, but like this is definitely a change and I'm loving it. 
Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in Norway. So now we are jumping on and moving on to Spain. So I definitely know you can hear this rain. I just listened back. Um, it is really loud. It is pouring down rain. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm really sorry. Um, it just is what it is. I'm not going to like pause recording. I've got TV starting in 20 minutes. Like we, we're just, we're dealing with it. Um, when you record every day and you don't record in a professional studio, this can happen. It is what it is. Um, so anyway, today, good, now there's thunder. Oh boy. Okay. Um, anyway, okay. Ugh. Getting my brain back on track. Okay. Today in Spain, there was just one event. Um, so King Felipe was in Galicia attending the opening of the first Jacobian World Congress. Um, so this is something that I have done almost a massive amount of research on today because I was so confused um, because the Jacobian route and the Camino de Santiago are the exact same thing, but they're called something different depending on maybe where you are. I don't know. It was confusing, um, but the Camino de Santiago or the Ruta Jacobian is the Walk of Santiago. It is a trek that people can do. It is a pilgrimage. Um, that lands you in Santiago de Compostela in um, Galicia. And this is the, like, it's a, considered a holy city um, where someone really important is buried. Um, yep, drawing a complete blank. Um, hold on, because this is unacceptable. Um, it's, it's someone from the Bible is buried in Santiago de Compostela. There's a huge cathedral. Um, it is the site of this pilgrimage, the Camino de Santiago. Um, it's, it's like a whole thing and I'm genuinely forgetting. Okay. It is the alleged burial site of the biblical apostle St. James. Um, sorry, that was a lot to get there. I apologize. Um, I looked this up earlier and then I couldn't remember who it was that was buried. Um, so it is, it is a holy site. There is a massive cathedral that is thousands of years old. It was built in the second century. Um, like 1,211 century. Um, no, one, two, one, one. So I guess it would have been the 13th century. I don't know. It's a very old church. Um, and it's beautiful and it's been undergoing this renovation. It has opened this year. Um, the Royal family will have a big event in, um, 
at the cathedral in July, I think, I assume. Um, so like that'll be big. I almost kind of expect the girls to be there. Like, um, but this Congress was all focused on the importance of the Comunidad de Santiago, which is a vastly important thing to Spain, um, just in general. Um, and it is a huge deal to a lot of people of faith. Um, and also just people of non-faith who want to take this excursion. Um, I am not a person of faith by any stretch, um, but I want to do the Camino de Santiago. But I, I don't know if that's like disrespectful for me to say that or anything like that. I don't want to offend anyone, um, but I would just love to walk and hike through Spain um, on that route. So, um, that was obviously a big deal today. Um, it's going to be a quiet-ish day tomorrow and then a big thing on Saturday that we'll talk about on Monday. Um, so we'll talk about obviously the next two events on Monday, um, because this is strangely my last episode of the week. It feels weird to say that. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been a week. Um, but anyway, it has. So with that, we are going to go ahead and move on now, yep, to the Swedish royal family. Today, I have just fully given up on a good quality sounding podcast. Sorry. We've got dogs shaking in the background, rain pouring down. I'm just giving up. Um, so anyway, today in Sweden, there was only one event. Probably shouldn't even get its own segment, but why not? Um, so today, King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, Crown Princess Victoria, and Prince Daniel all took part in a digital meeting with the, they called him a CEO, um, of the Swedish Public Health Agency to presumably talk about the status of Sweden's public health. Um, so for those who don't know or didn't pay a lot of attention or are new listeners, um, Sweden did a different way of handling COVID than the rest of the world. They just relied on people's common sense and like, turns out people didn't have a lot of common sense when it came to the pandemic. So they didn't do face masks requirements or strict lockdown measures or anything really until like December. Um, which is why, you know, we are starting to see other Royal families venture out, um, a lot more, but for the Swedes, they were in the palace a lot longer. Um, because they always followed really strict measures themselves while their country was not. Um, so it's just kind of this interesting thing. And so like Sweden is definitely having a different experience than the rest of the world. Um, but also focusing now on vaccines and returning to normal um, while the rest of us are as well. Because um, they did a pretty intense, stricter measure from like January until may i think um and so now are coming out of that and really focusing on the vaccination plans and things along those lines um so i would assume that's the topic of discussion 
which I guess is why I wanted it to have its own um, little segment is to talk about Sweden's pandemic situation. So anyway, that is what was going on today in Sweden. Um, there are a couple of events tomorrow. This weekend is Sweden's National Day. Um, so our Monday event or Monday episode, just so you guys know, will probably be a longer one um, because it will cover um, a, a multitude of bigger things um, or things that I want to talk about more heavily. Um, so on Saturday, the um, Princess of Astorias and Infanta Sofia are going on an event like together but alone without their parents. So like together but without their parents, which is a, a big deal. Um, so we'll talk not extensively about it because they're children. So I'll just like give the details and like fangirl a little bit. Um, but then it's also Sweden's National Day, which is going to be like a pretty big celebration. Um, but also not big because COVID. Um, so we'll talk about that. There are just like a good few things happening over the next couple of days. So we'll just have a little bit of a longer episode, especially with a national day in there. Um, so that is what's coming ahead on Monday. Um, in the meantime, uh, please check out all the places, thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram, uh, like and review this podcast wherever you're listening as that really helps me out. Um, I actually on Thursdays, and this will only happen this week, and it's been happening for the past couple of weeks, um, but I'll post everything online and on Instagram and stuff tomorrow um, during the day because my shows start in 10 minutes, um, but they're ending tonight, so this is only relevant today. Um, so while you're listening, they may be up um, if you're in the U.S., but if you're in the uh, Europe world where it's later in the day, um, when I post this, give me a couple of hours and we'll get it up. Um, and you can definitely check out all of that. And then we've got some games and stuff going on this weekend on Instagram. So, um, with that, I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend and I will talk to you all then. Bye.